to the Catholic Club Podcast. Today, we are going to be looking at a reflection on um, from St. John, excuse me, on St. John's Gospel. And it's also going to be from St. John, but not the one you're probably thinking of, St. John Christandit, which I'm pretty sure I butchered that, but that's all right. Um, yeah, so for those of you who are just tuning in now, the Catholic Club Podcast is, um, it's the collective members of the Catholic Club Society, and we are coming together, and we're just a bunch of uh, lay guys who are uh, on the spiritual life and on the spiritual journey, and we come together, and sometimes we, we we have the privilege of being able to talk and discuss what's going on in our lives and the different things and the movements and the spiritual life as God speaks to us. Um, a large part of the Catholic Club podcast is sharing uh, myself, sharing what I'm coming across in my reading, and sharing those these beautiful saints and the works that they have. Uh, So for today, like I said, we're going to be taking a reading from St. John, and we're also going to be reading from St. John, but two different St. Johns. So without further ado, let's get into the readings. John chapter 8, verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the work of Abraham. But you now seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, Excuse me, I'm flipping the pages right now. We were not born of fornication. We have one Father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. From St. John Christondon's work, My Life in Christ. A terrible truth. Impotent sinners, after their death, lose every possibility of changing for good. 
and therefore remain unalterably given up to the everlasting torment. How is this proved? It is plainly proved by the actual state of some sinners and by the nature of sin itself to keep the man to prisoner and to close every outlet to him. Who does not know how difficult it is, without God's special grace, for a sinner to turn from the way of sin that is so dear to him into the path of virtue? How deeply sin takes root in the heart of the sinner and in all his being. How it gives the sinner its own way of looking at things by means of which he sees them quite differently from the way they are in reality and show him everything in a kind of alluring light. It is for this reason that we see the sinner very often do not even think of their conversion, do not consider themselves to be great sinners, because the eyes are blinded by their self-love and pride. And if they do consider themselves to be great sinners, then they give themselves up to the most terrible despair, which overwhelms their minds with thick darkness and greatly hardens their hearts. But for the grace of God, what sinner would have returned to God? For it is the nature of sin to darken our souls, to bind us hand and foot. Those are, I just found these so, so pertinent in my life. And I really wanted to share them with you guys because you know the um I just have to confess yeah the uh the potency the the poison of sin just I just haven't been truly taking sin for what it is that it's uh it's a slavery it's a it's a, it's a bondage and like some of the things I wanted to share with you it's just like this is just so it's so beautiful because um you know it's, we we get the the full picture here we get Jesus telling us the effects of sin, that it makes us a slave. And then we see this good work from St. John, and he tells us and he shows us that we're slaves, yes, but we can see that slavery take effect, that our lives take on the qualities of hell, and they look like that. They look like everlasting torment. And time and time again, um, I have, you know, sadly so, I have, I've sinned, and how true it is that just ah, the empty self-love and pride of sin and how when you chase things for yourself, how empty the world becomes, how depressing the world becomes. But what a beautiful word today that we have the word of God, that we have the words of the saints that go before us, that God's grace comes to us and can set us free. And that if we live in him, then we are set free in Christ. But I just thought today, a really good reflection that just God was pointing out to me was just the potency of sin. And a good way to avoid sin is by living in the truth, as Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and life. And that is when you are tempted with sin, 
Look at it for what it truly is. It's bondage. It's going to lead in depression. It's going to lead in sadness. Even if you take pleasure in the sin and you prolong yourself in taking pleasure in the sin and you become blind to the things and the effects that are being had in your life from it, you will still feel the emptiness of self-pride, self-love, excuse me, and pride. The emptiness of sin will still make you a slave even if the act itself no longer has potency for harming our conscience. Because our, conscience, our consciences can become silenced if, if we allow ourselves to continually choose sin over God. But what a beautiful thing that when we are tempted, we can look at this and we can remember these words of wisdom that the saints and our Lord himself has given us, that whenever we're tempted, whenever sin seems so sweet... We can remember the bitter bondage that it brings us to. We can remember from the words of St. John that sin brings us to hell in this life. And it's um, just something else that I was thinking of while reading this was that when we do sin, Oh, those bitter words of Good Friday and going to service when we say, crucify him, crucify him. We have no other God but Caesar. This is exactly what we do with sin. We kill God in our hearts and we replace him with the God of this world, with the powers of this world, whether that be entertainment or anything. Anything to replace God is a sin. Uh, it's just, and it's such a bitter thing for me when I go to the Good Friday service. It's just, I hate saying those words. I remember as a kid, just, I didn't say it because I hated saying it. But the truth is, the reason we say these things in Mass, although it's not really Mass because they're not consecrating the Eucharist, but the reason we say these things is because we've earned it. That's our place. That's That's what we do to God in reality when we sin. So, that's one thing to keep in mind. The truth of sin. When you're tempted and it seems sweet, remember the truth. It will lead you to bondage. You are killing Christ in your hearts. And you are replacing him with the sin that you are choosing. But if you do sin, like me, then take heart and take courage because our Lord is a Lord of love and forgiveness, of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, rich in kindness. Our Lord has created every single one of us, and he knows all the sins that we are to create and commit, excuse me, to commit, not create, but he still chose to create us. He knew the pain that we would bring upon him, yet he still chooses to have us be willed in existence so if you find yourself on the opposite end of sin, where it's already passed and it has happened, uh, with a full heart, praise the Lord, and give him thanks that he's a good God and a loving God, and open your hearts to him, because he will wipe away your sin. Of course, we have confession, and we need to get to confession, but we don't have to wait to confession to let God into our hearts. So rejoice in knowing that we don't serve a God of wrath 
we serve a God of love, and that if we do sin and we turn to him, he will make us clean. And that's what Jesus says when he comes in Jerusalem before his crucifixion and passion. He says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wish to gather you as a hen gathers her brood, but you would not turn to me. Ah, so my friends, with that in mind, know, know that God loves you and if you turn to him, he will forgive you. And if you truly love him, you will seek out confession if you're Catholic. If you're not Catholic, uh, <laughs> I would highly recommend looking into the Catholic faith because I love the Catholic faith and I'm very much so a big promoter. But even so, if you're not Catholic, still open your heart to God. Still ask him for love. Ask him for forgiveness. And just be 100% open to him. So my friends, another week. God bless you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Please pray for me. For those who may be listening on YouTube, I have a podcast. You can find it. This is actually a podcast, and you can find it on any major podcast app. Um, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I do post these videos to YouTube. It's just an audiogram, though. And, yeah, I have some plans for the Catholic Pleb podcast. I have uh, many things I'd like to do. It's just finding the time to do them can be difficult. But God bless you guys, and I hope that you, um, you're having a great week. And one last thing I would ask is, if you would share this with those around you, it would be super helpful, and I can see the numbers when you guys are doing that, and it's, it's a great help, and I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.